Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. Ole Miss has been waiting since 1972, and unfortunately this weekend has got to be the last one to figure it out. And a little hotty-totty from the Ole Miss fans to our immediate right. On your radio and in the game, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, what's up? Good Monday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. That sound you hear in the background is the ballpark. That was a great throw by Mississippi State's catcher Logan Tanner to get a runner trying to steal and erase a base runner. Thanks for being with us. Sports Talk Mississippi, Richard Cross, Michael Borky. Clearly, this is being recorded a little earlier than 3 o'clock. I'm coming to you from Arlington, Texas, Globe Life Field. Michael Borky is in the studio. Brian Haydad will join in a little bit later this afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. Weather finally got a little bit better. Snow and ice melting away. And college baseball season has arrived. You know how you can text the show, ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. Be sure to check out ceasefire.com to check out all the amazing deals that they've got going and uh, that are going on a weekly basis. So it is Monday. Winners and losers will come your way a little bit later. Michael Borky to uh, get a jump on that. We are all winners after college baseball has finally returned. It's not often I'm jealous of you, but before we started uh, recording these <laughs> first few segments here, you turned the camera around to show me the ballpark. Looks stunning on the inside. I mean, everybody's mocking the outside because it does look like a cattle barn, but for those of us that didn't get to go and see it, what's it like in a, what is it, a $2 billion ballpark? Wikipedia says 1.1 billion. Okay, I've heard, so not two. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard some numbers maybe a little higher than that. So a couple of thoughts. Number one, let's go outside and then inside. Outside, it's not as bad in person as the aerial pictures you see online. And it's because, you know, it's got lights on the outside of it and it's got a big Texas Rangers logo that's lit up on one end and the, you know, the Globe Life logo on the roof. So they dressed it up a little bit. But yes, it does look like a massive sail barn of sorts, which is kind of fitting when you're in the state of yeah. Texas. I can't imagine the size cattle auction you could do in this building if you want to. So it doesn't look as bad on the outside as I thought it was going to. Number two, from the outside, it's massive. You, you've seen uh, Jerry's World, right? I mean, we, we've yeah. seen a million times the shots. This building, probably not as long, but in terms of scale, is every bit as big as Cowboys Stadium. Really? It's just massive. It's got the largest retractable roof. But, yeah, I mean, you, you know how sprawling Cowboys Stadium looks when you look at it. Well, this is, you know, kind of across a couple of parking lots and a street, and here it sits. And, I mean, on the skyline – it actually is taller, and it kind of dwarfs what is one of the massive stadiums and stadium complexes wow. that you'll find anywhere. On the inside, um, it's spectacular, absolutely spectacular. If you watched the World Series last year you, or the, the NLCS, you got a little bit of a glimpse of it. Uh, if you've watched on the, the stream this weekend, you've gotten the uh, glimpse of the inside of it. 
So you know I love ballparks and, and ballpark architecture. And I was having a conversation with, with Brad Henderson, who I've worked with on radio this weekend yesterday, uh, about my favorite Major League Baseball stadiums. I think you've got to take three of them and set them aside. Maybe four, but definitely three. I think Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, and Old Yankee Stadium are different. So you just have to – they're just like in a different place. So you take yeah. those three – and you set them aside, and then I think if you compare this against every other Major League Baseball stadium, I don't know that there's a better one. Wow. I'm I'm really fond of Camden Yards. To me, Camden Yards was the first of the new era of ballparks. It opened in 1992, and it has absolutely withstood the test of time. Um, but I think this is that good. And Now, the roof's hmm. been closed the entire time, but there are big glass windows beyond the left field wall, kind of behind the seats. There's an open concourse all the way around. So there's plenty of light that gets in here in the daytime. I'd love to be in here in the summer. I mean, th- think July in Texas when it's 105 during the day, and when the sun goes down, it gets down to like 96. Well, if you're inside this building and they've got the air conditioned pumping and the roof's open, do you know how pleasant that would be in the middle of the oh, summer? Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd just be spectacular. I mean, wasn't that part of the reason they built this park, too, besides the fact that everybody just wants to build new parks, was they were having attendance issues because it's just so hot and miserable yeah. outside in Texas that they needed something better to get people to show up again. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, after opening day, unless the – well, really, from opening day until the 4th of July, you would have a sellout on opening day for the Rangers, and then they'd sell out on the 4th of July. But in between, nobody would show up. And then people would come back at the end of the season if the Rangers were in yeah. a pennant race, which didn't happen all that often. I think this gives people a reason to come to the ballpark in, in North Texas. It's uh, it's that good. And they're doing other things here, too. They had uh, uh, they had National Finals Rodeo here at the end of December. Uh, they've got a professional bull riding deal that's coming up. They've announced that they've got uh, a college football game. Army and Air Force are going to play here, I think, November 6th. They're going to play inside this building. And so there's a lot of stuff that's coming in addition to baseball, and uh, it's really, really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tell somebody how to spend a billion dollars if they've got it to spend, and it's not out of my tax <laughs> revenue. So I commend the Texas Rangers uh, for what they've done. You know, behind home plate, kind of foul pole to foul pole, it's, I mean, it's not like it's true there's a lower level and a middle level and an upper level. Like, the lower level is divided into two sections, and then there's a second-slash-third level and a fourth level, which is where we broadcast, and then there's an upper deck above us. And here's the thing, Borky, there have been people here this weekend, all weekend, and it's been so cool. Um, almost 17,000 on Saturday. And there were actually more on Sunday, almost 18,000 people wow. Sunday. And, I mean, there were scattered people. They've got every other row taped off. And so in the fourth level, there were people scattered out inside the building, and they were even scattered out in the, the fourth level, which is, you know, just shy of the nosebleed seats in this building. It's crazy to think about, too. Cause, so I've been watching on the stream, and I, I don't know if you've had a chance to uh, to check that out just yet. Um, not very strong reviews uh, a little. that they've gotten. I, I mean, it's one thing. Like I understand, truly, I understand how hard it is. I mean, you're you're kind of a polished guy, but I know that you have had moments recently where you've said something, like you made a mistake. You know, you said the wrong thing or whatever. But the constant not knowing what player is up to bat, getting names wrong, 
I mean, that kind of thing I think is inexcusable. If you can't pronounce a guy's name, there's an SID down the hall that'll give you a guide that will tell you how to say these kids' names. I mean, it's not like you're having to Google like high school rosters and hoping that that little Timmy's mom is in the, the stadium so you can get her to tell you how to say his last name. That part and then the graphics, I mean, Richard, they have gotten balls and strikes wrong, uh, I mean, constantly. At, at one point in the Ole Miss game on Saturday, the score was incorrect. For like two and a half innings. I mean, that oh, kind of stuff. It's it's been um, it's been pretty brutal. But you could see and feel that there was like an actual crowd there. Now imagine if they didn't have attendance restrictions. So eighteen thousand people for a college baseball game is massive. Yeah. And that's when you told most people you can't come. And then the weather on top of that. I mean, we well, had listeners to this show a, that were that yeah. you know I was going to come, but because of this, I, I decided not to. I can't help but feel for folks like Mike and Paula who are these avid diehard baseball fans who said I- I'm just going to have to give it up I, you know, it's it's too complicated not sure we're going to be able to pull it off this weekend so I certainly feel for that but I think the second point maybe is bigger than the first point so yeah if there was no COVID and it was just y'all come and we had had just normal February weather maybe a little bit chilly but not like ridiculous with ice and snow across a seven-state region, I don't think it's a stretch to think that on – because in, in those scenarios, it would have been a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. I don't think it's a stretch to say that on Saturday and Sunday there would have been twenty-five to 30,000 people that showed yeah. up. And, I mean, that's what – at 30,000 people, you're talking about three-quarters of the capacity of this building. As it stands – the crowd that was here on Saturday into the Ole Miss game, rolling into the Arkansas game, final game of the day, and the crowd that was here last night, same scenario, end of Ole Miss, rolling into the final three. So game two, game three, those two crowds will be bigger than the majority of Texas Rangers games here wow. this year. And uh, I just Googled it. 24,000 is the uh, listed capacity for TD Ameritrade in Omaha. Okay, so that brings up an interesting conversation. I'm sure I could ruffle some feathers here. So I was talking with a buddy last night, and I said, I know people would just go crazy if you said we're going to move the College World Series. But could you imagine the College World Series in this building? Retractable roof, no rainouts, will stay on schedule. If it's hot during the day, you can close the roof and blast the air condition. But we're talking early June, so it's probably not oppressively hot. And you've got the opportunity to potentially bring 40,000 people in instead of 24,000. I know the community in Omaha is unbelievable. I know they support that event the way nobody else would. So we're told uh, I'm going out on a limb and saying Arlington, Texas, North Texas, easy to get to, big airport. A gazillion flights in and out, cheaper than getting to Omaha, very drivable with the interstate system, would support the College World Series in a massive, massive way. we got more coming up with you. There's my controversy for the day. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard uh, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, we'll be right back.
Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi back with you on this Monday afternoon. Richard Cross and Michael Borky. Hey, Dad will stumble in eventually and join us and uh, chat a little bit as well. We are recording this a little bit earlier. Mississippi State and Texas Tech at this point are in the top of the second inning, no score. Mississippi State won their opener against Texas. They lost 3-2 to two yesterday against TCU. They are now playing Texas Tech. Texas Tech is 0-2 in this tournament. They lost to Arkansas on Saturday night and lost to Ole Miss yesterday afternoon. So, Borky, let's talk a little baseball. And, and let's start because they played the early, early game every day. Let's start with Mississippi State. Uh, to me, the biggest – well, there are two storylines, I think. Number one, Will Bednar has not pitched this weekend. And we don't know exactly the reason. There hasn't been a ton of talk. Uh, there was some – uh, a talk that maybe he slept wrong and there was kind of a, some soreness or some stiffness in his neck. I don't know, and I don't know if we're ever going to get a complete answer on that. But the hope was he was going to be able to pitch today in Game 3. He has not started this weekend. They've started Fristo instead. Uh, and also Eric Tarantola didn't make the trip. So this Mississippi State rotation that we were so looking forward to with McLeod and Bednar and Sarantola, we got a third of it, and Mississippi State looked pretty good with McLeod. But the story this weekend was Landon Sims in relief. He struck out 10 of the 12 batters that he faced on Saturday. 10 of the 12, including the side with bases loaded in the fifth. And that was when he came into the game. So McLeod yeah. got into a little bit of trouble in the fifth. They go to the, the bullpen, and it's K-Burger, 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 and the place went nuts when he got out of that jam. Yeah, so here's a stat for you. So, I mean, we talked about this going into the season where – the places where Ole Miss and Mississippi State were when last season got shut down. Mississippi State now, with the splitting these two games, is 12-2 and against top 25 opponents in their last 14 regular season games and 6-1 and against the top 10. How far does that go back? I mean, does that go back to... To, la- to last year. And I... No, I mean that would have to go back two years. It has to, to, to find then, to yeah. find that many top twenty-five opponents. They you'd have to actually go back to the year. yeah. You'd have to go back to the twenty nineteen season. Um, Hindu and I were talking about that after the game last night, as it pertains to Ole Miss. You, you've got the Rebels in this eighteen-game winning streak. They've got five wins against top twenty-five opponents and four wins against top ten opponents including one, uh, two wins against the number one team in the country. So two wins against Louisville to start the winning streak, wins against Texas Tech and uh, TCU here today, and, and then a win against East Carolina on the road. And I'm not trying to change the conversation because no, Mississippi State, right. you're now taking it farther back with Mississippi State going back to the end of the 2019 season to get that many top 25 matchups. It's really been impressive what these uh, these two teams have done. Um, I caught a little bit of your your mic in the morning uh, earlier today, and, and I agree in part with what you were saying uh, about this tournament not really meaning anything. I do think it has meaning, but I thought what you said about Mississippi State losing that game yesterday to TCU doesn't matter. It, it, it's not indicative of 
Mississippi State's a good team or they're not a good team. They can win a close game or they can't win a close game. They can come up with a clutch hit or they can't come up with a clutch hit. The competition level's off the charts. All yeah. six of these teams are really, really good. And Mississippi State, despite not swinging the bats very well yesterday, was a sacrifice fly from tying it and a base hit from winning it in the bottom of the ninth inning. But yeah. there's a that's baseball element to it where you roll into a double play to end the game. Uh, TCU makes a pretty good turn in the middle. And uh, now Mississippi State, instead of sitting at 2-0, and is 1-1. One and one And maybe doesn't feel as good about themselves as they could. You don't want to lose two games in this if you can avoid it, but we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, and um, you know, didn't it change at all? At least the first rankings that we saw today, too. So, um, you know, splitting these two games didn't really impact them there at all. Um, yeah, you mentioned the rankings. I mean, so like they come out in waves, right? Baseball America released theirs this morning, like they normally would. Uh, D1 baseball's waiting. Collegiate baseball and NCBWA don't usually do that until later. And the USA Today coaches poll, they do a preseason ranking, and then they don't rank anybody again until like three weeks in. So it's kind of all over the place. It is worth noting that in the Baseball America poll that came out this morning, uh, that's a poll that started in 1981 for the first time ever, Ole Miss is ranked number one in baseball. That's hard to believe. And not for any other reason just because they have been so good and you know people talk about the postseason success or lack thereof but still I mean for the last 20 years they've been a very consistent stable very good baseball program I cannot believe when I saw that stat this morning I was like there's no way they've never been number one but apparently here they are now and it's not about with this team in particular it's not that they win because you can win boring. You've seen boring winning before. You've seen this program win boring before. It's fun to watch them play baseball. And I'm one of these people that it really takes a lot for me to really care about baseball and like pay attention and be locked in. I just it is of the three major sports, it is number 3 for me. But watching them play, it's nice to see people actually like not take themselves too seriously in baseball. They have fun. They're a little cocky even. They're they're kind of they would annoy me if I was playing against them. <laughs> I mean they, they they've got that edge. It's it's a little cocky. It, there's some swagger. It's it's not that they're winning. It's how that makes this team so much fun right now. And they continue that on from last year. I mean with even little things like their official social media accounts. In, in the way that they've kind of embraced the whole we're having fun and we're cocky and we're beating you, I, there's something about that style and that attitude that is attractive to me. They are fun to watch play baseball right now. I, I agree with that. Um, and, and so so I, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I would just add to it, there's a confidence level when they step on the field that I don't think I've ever seen from an Ole Miss baseball team. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic when I say that. When they step on the field, they don't care who they're playing. They expect to win, and they're good enough to win against anybody. So the first Ole Miss baseball game that I went to was in 1989. It was the year that they opened Swayze Field, and it seated 3,000 people, and it felt like an absolute palace. That was uh, on, so 1989, the anniversary was Friday, I believe, this past Friday. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, from from the season opener, I don't think I went to the season opener, but like the day they dedicated the stadium. Because see, we moved to Oxford in November of 1988, so that was like 
four months after I moved here, the stadium opened. Um, as a kid, my mom worked on campus. Right, let me let me take you back just for a second, just since we're kind of having fun. This was forever ago, but there was a faculty staff discount. You could buy season tickets for half price. You buy season tickets for half price if you were a faculty or staff member. And that was for general admission seats and for box seats just above the duck. So as like a 11 or 12-year-old kid who had started cutting grass and got a small allowance, I saved up my money. A buddy of mine and I did, and we used my mom to buy us two season tickets with our very own money. And so a season ticket for a box seat above the dugout was $90, face value. So $45, I got a season ticket. And it was a plastic laminated card that was numbered 1 to 31 around the outside of it. And they would use a hole punch to click that corresponding <laughs> game number when you walk oh, through the awesome. turnstile. I say all that to say I've been watching baseball at Ole Miss for a really, really long time. Obviously, the 2005 team was really, really good. There are other teams in the Mike Bianco era, you know, 2006, that group coming back. Uh, you know, the you team that made to Omaha in 14. 2014 had something special about them. But I'm still not convinced that I've ever seen a, a team that is as confident as this group is, and I'm kind of going last year into this year, but specifically this 2021 team, as confident when they get to the ballpark, when they step on the field, as this team is right now. It's infectious. and it, it, That's something that we talked about this last year, and, and it's a shame we didn't get to see it through because, well, you know. And it felt like the, the criticism of that program for the last 20 years has been really good, solid baseball teams, a lot of talent, regular season, very, very good, postseason, they get tight. And that team, I mean, the way they played the few weeks of last season and then two games so far this season, I, I, I'm excited to see what happens when the postseason comes because yeah. they, they don't look like they're capable of being tight at all. And so it's a shame we didn't get to see that through last year because you did feel like there was a – a mentality shift in the program from 2018 to 2019, or excuse me, 2019 to 2020, just a complete shift in attitude and mentality, and we haven't gotten to see that through yet. And the funny thing is, comparing this to Mississippi State, historically Mississippi State's been quite the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they haven't played their best baseball in the regular season, but they've trended in the right direction toward the end of the year, and then when they get to a regional, boom, they turn it on. They're loose. They're having fun. They're confident. They expect to win. That carries over to a super regional. They've got this unbelievable home field advantage that we've seen through the years. And you look up, and what have you got? you got Mississippi State back in Omaha once again. We'll continue the conversation. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm with you on this Monday.
Mississippi News. According to WLOX, the two Bay Waveland Middle School students face felony charges after one gun was found in a student's backpack and another was found in a trash can on Thursday. The weapons were found after the fire alarm was pulled and the school was placed on lockdown when it was determined that guns were on the property. And a Mississippi congressman is speaking out against efforts to federalize elections. Congressman Stephen Palazzo says the bill called the For the Politicians Act is designed to keep Democrats in power by nationalizing the elections. Some of the provisions include legalizing ballot harvesting and expanding mail-in voting. Palazzo said the integrity of elections can be protected without using tax Payer dollars to fund liberal campaigns. For all things Mississippi, check us out on our brand new website at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. Ceasefire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Ceasefire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be Ceasefire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com slash business. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hard-working men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. If that sounds like the ballpark in the background, well, guess what? It is the ballpark in the background. I'm still in Arlington, Texas on this Monday. Michael Borky and I spending the first hour with you together. 
Yes, it is pre-recorded, but plenty to talk about after this weekend. There was a uh, there was a basketball game in Oxford on Saturday, and Mississippi State gets a ten point win. And once again, we get the season split, and we get a season split with Ole Miss winning in Starkville and Mississippi State winning in Oxford. That's a good win for Mississippi State because Borky, they were so bad offensively against Ole Miss in the game in Starkville, just had absolutely no answer. And then this past Saturday, Ole Miss was really bad offensively. And it's got to be disappointing, I would think, for Ole Miss because you kind of had something going. You were trending in the right direction. You had trended to the point that you were on, uh, you were part of the four, group of four teams that was in the first four out, according to Lenardi. Not on that next four out or the group after that. You lose a home game to an in-state rival whose net ranking is it's in the top 100, but it doesn't help you at all. There's zero margin for error left, uh, zero margin of error left for Ole Miss, and that's a tough one to swallow. Yeah, I feel like um, one Mississippi State deserves a ton of credit. That young core, it's the same three guys. It's Smith, Molinar, and Stewart. I mean, they beat Ole Miss. It's those three guys, and they're all sophomores and um I know it's been a frustrating year for Mississippi State, and, and fans in some cases have been clamoring for a change. And, and I don't think – I saw a lot of people call this a big win. I don't think it's a big win. It didn't get you anything. All it did was potentially ruin Ole Miss's season, but it didn't change anything about your circumstances. It's been a frustrating year, but at least you get to see glimpses of what is a really young and talented core that should have really high expectations for next season, but, yeah, but on- you, just, you 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 nailed it right there because I've I've been thinking a lot about this, uh, plenty of time on planes and trains and in cars just to kind of, and and I've tried to think, okay, if you're Mississippi State, what are you playing for? What are you excited about? You know, outside of winning the SEC tournament, there's not an NCAA tournament bid in your future. So what is it? Maybe not so much if you play because you're playing for pride and. You get to play a game and you got a scholarship out of it and all those things. But if you're a fan, why are you watching at this point? Why why do you care? Beyond the fact that it's my school and if they're playing, I'm cheering for them. And I think you I think you hit on exactly what it is. I think it's for next year when this group of guys is a year older, when DJ Stewart is a junior, when Tolo Smith's got another year of experience when Iverson Molinar has got another year of experience. And as guys get older and they get more experience and they've played in more settings and you can call on success and learn from failure along the way, that's what it's for. And that's not a great answer for fans because everybody wants to win right now and you get so frustrated watching the process sometimes. But to me, that's that's what it is if you're a Mississippi State fan. And you look at a game like Saturday and you go, okay, those three guys – can we add any pieces around them? Is there any, anything we can do to kind of supplement that beyond them just being a year older and a year more experienced? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, obviously, that's why you recruit, and that's why you scour the transfer portal. But I think that's what you hang on to right now if you're a Mississippi State fan, is that this group's going to be back, and with another year of experience, they should be a pretty good team next year. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. And uh, and on the flip side of things, back to what you mentioned, I, I mean, I, I would – you never want to call it over because if 
And especially because Saturday the bubble shrank. That's what makes this loss for Ole Miss such a, a difficult one to swallow and a painful loss because the bubble shrank. Other teams on the bubble lost on Saturday, giving them an opportunity to work themselves into this conversation even more than they already were, and yet they were one of the ones that contributed contributed to that shrinking bubble. It's a shame. It's um, uh, Offensively, they were bad. Both guard, well, Shuler mostly uh, was especially bad. Uh, Romello White only got up four shots in the game. That's a problem. Mississippi State was really physical early in that basketball game. I think, what was it, their first 16 points or something like that were in the paint. I mean, Mississippi State really attacked Ole Miss and got physical with them. But the big picture is uh, it's just disappointing. It's a team that had so much hype going into the season. Uh, and that a lot of that came internally. I mean, it was year three, uh, you know, yeah. coaches, guys, really talented, experienced guard, all this stuff. And if he has a game that he's had the last couple of weeks, then maybe it's different. But uh, they gave themselves no margin for error because of the way they started this season. And now that... Uh, they have just lost to Mississippi State. It's possible that it's kind of over for them. I mean, they have so much work to do. The tournament's not really a conversation we need to be having right now. And uh, that's just, uh, it, it's an underachievement. And, um, you know, a lot of questions now about this team and moving forward and what the roster is going to look like next year with uh, veteran guys in there. And, you know, maybe you see some transfers. Uh, they've recruited well, but just, um, I don't know what you said. I mean, you, in terms of Joe Lenardi, you go from the fourth of the first four out to not even in the conversation. Yeah. And so what does that mean? It means you got to win at Missouri, and it means you got to beat Kentucky, who's playing a little bit better, and you got to beat Vanderbilt. And I don't know. Is that all that's left right now? Maybe there's another game. Right now. I mean, they could, they could reschedule LSU or South Carolina. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, you hope that it's LSU that they give you instead of South Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to win those three, and you've got to go win a couple in the tournament, and there's just no margin for error left, and uh, and that's the disappointing. Not that there was ever a lot of margin for error, and the likelihood of winning all of those games down the stretch was never high for Ole Miss. It, it wasn't, because even though they had won four in a row, you've got an entire season's worth of work to look at and go, okay, yeah, is the likelihood that this team is going to reel off seven or eight in a row? No. But you needed the one that you dropped to be Missouri on the road, not Mississippi State at home or uh, Vanderbilt or Kentucky. So we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll just see how it plays out. And people have you know, gotten excited again about Ole Miss basketball. They get frustrated now. Uh, we'll see. Just kind of wait and let it play out. Hey, I do want to mention Southern Miss baseball. We, throughout the season, are going to be visiting with Scott Berry, head baseball coach at Southern Miss, on Mondays. We're not going to do that today because they have a noon game today. So uh, should be getting late into the ballgame, maybe even over at this point. Kind of a mixed bag this weekend for Southern Miss baseball. They went 5-1 to one in the uh, the season opener that got pushed back two days. You know, ultimately uh, got it started at 1 o'clock yesterday. Beat Northwestern State 5-1 to one in the first game. And then in the second game, they lost 7-1. to one. So game three got started today. So Southern Miss jumped out to an early one nothing lead. Got a couple of runs in the bottom of the fourth inning, a couple of more runs in the bottom of the seventh. They were up five to nothing. Uh, gave up a run in the top of the eighth. Hunter Stanley gets the win, so he starts his season one and zero. He was one of two pitchers used. Aubrey Gillentine came in as well. Stanley went six innings. He only gave up one hit. Michael Borky while striking out thirteen and walking one. 
that's not a bad season debut for Hunter Stanley. Yeah, strikeout to hit ratio I don't think is a thing, but he would have a pretty good one if it was. A little bit different story in the uh, in the second game as Chandler Best took the loss. Northwestern just jumped out and really never checked up. Run in the first, run in the second, three in the third, one in the sixth. Got a run in the uh, ninth as well. The only run for Southern Miss came in the bottom of the seventh inning. So it was a tough game offensively for Southern Miss. Chandler Best only lasted two and a third. Pretty good outing in relief from Ben Etheridge. First time we see him this year. Five and two-thirds, two hits, only one run allowed. He struck out 12 and did not walk a batter. And then Gabe Shedderford comes in at last only a third of an inning. So kind of mixed bag of results yesterday for uh, for Southern Miss. They're playing game three. Going to try and get the series win um, this afternoon as well. So kind of a, a strange opening weekend where – uh, all three Division One teams in Mississippi are playing on Monday as part of opening weekend. Uh, Mississippi State, at this point, as we record at 11:49, has a one to nothing lead over Texas Tech. They got a run in the top of the second inning. Mississippi State trying to go two and one in this event. Ole Miss will follow in the next game uh, against Texas, and Rebels trying to go three and zero to start the season. They set a school record yesterday with their 18th consecutive win. That's a pretty more remarkable run when you think about 18 straight wins you know, spanning yeah, over two seasons. Especially in baseball. I, I mean, one, you play in the SEC, but like even midweek games, you know, sometimes you just run into a guy that, you know, he throws a 77-mile-an-hour fastball and a, a curveball that doesn't top 65, and you just you lose to this guy. I mean, that's how the sport is. It's not built for you to win 18 games in a row. No, you're you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, you know, something fluky happens. You run into a pitcher who's red hot. You you kick the ball a couple of times into the field. Uh, you know, you don't bring the bats one day. Whatever it is, but that has not been the case for uh, for this team. Uh, winners and losers will come up in the four o'clock hour. That's how Borky and Haydad will kick off the four o'clock hour. Not sure exactly where the Jackson State Deion Sanders, it was stolen. No, it wasn't stolen. It was moved. No, that's right. It was stolen, but we got it back. I'm not sure if that story fits into winners and losers or if it's just something that these guys are going to unpack for you a a lot more uh, than we've got time to do right now. But it's going to be be interesting. Uh, A day that should have been celebrated as just a win for Jackson State. Uh, the, the game itself becomes the secondary talking point. We'll wrap up the 3 o'clock hour next. Sports Talk Mississippi, Richard Cross, Michael Borky. Hey, Dad will join us shortly. Streaming online at supertalk.fm. Yes, Supertalk.
Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry opportunities, and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we go, back to the future. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you on this Monday afternoon. So thank you for sticking through that. And here's a little... You know, inside baseball, no pun intended, to our thinking uh, with that. Number one, Richard wanted to be a part of the show. He is, uh, believe it or not, semi-partially dedicated to this show. Uh, So he wanted to be a part of it today and have some kind of reaction. And also with Mississippi State playing and not knowing when that game was going to end and then not knowing when Ole Miss was going to start and we gained some stations and lose some stations and we didn't really know when we were going to be on air with you. So we recorded a few segments for you, just uh, some stuff that would be a little evergreen before Mississippi State's game today, uh, just so we could get out of the state game, get into the Ole Miss game, know how many stations we're going to have because baseball – uh, depending on who's playing, Ole Miss and Mississippi State cover up some stations for one and some stations for the other. We're all out of the woods. Mississippi State is over now. Ole Miss is uh, in the bottom of the first with a one nothing lead over Texas. And here we are. So, first of all, uh, Hale State, Brian Haydad. Uh, really nice showing uh, from Mississippi State to get two wins. I mean, you know, breaking news here. If you offered Chris Limonis... Hey, you're going to go to Arlington, you're going to play three top ten teams, and you're going to beat two of them in the opening weekend? Uh, yes, sir, sign me up, please. I will take that. Really nice showing. It it really it could have slash should have been three wins this weekend, but we'll choose to look at the positive. Winning two games in this round, Robin, excellent showing. Especially if you told Lamonis on, on Friday that, hey, 
two of your three weekend starters aren't going to play, then, yeah, taking two out of three, and, and, and in the game you lose, you're going to have the winning run on base in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, I think he would have been all over that deal. So, yeah, a really impressive weekend for Mississippi State. Two and one. Uh, one the two games they won, they won in different fashions, I thought. You know, today uh, today's game, the pitching was not great. A lot of free bases, uh, a lot of free base runners given up. But State found some clutch hitting uh, throughout the lineup, led by Luke Hancock, who just, I don't know if they'll have a most outstanding player of this tournament, but he's a strong candidate uh, for that. Um, and so, yeah, you come back to, to Starkville this week. Now you got a midweek game on Wednesday, and then you should have your, your you should have your normal weekend rotation for the uh, series against Tulane on on, uh, on starting on Friday. Have they given official word on Sarantola? I mean, you know, I was talking about it yesterday with Steve, and I was like, I mean, at this point, we just kind of assume that it's health and safety protocols. Yeah. Have they officially let's, told us that yet? Let's see if I can find. Here's the uh, the official word here from. Uh, from what he had to say today, let me see if I can find it here. Basically, they expect Saratola back this weekend. Just, just to say. Uh, okay, it like that. good. So, I mean, with baseball, if a player yeah. misses a start, Quote, you think definitely, okay, Quote, definitely be back next weekend. Will Bednar right. is day to day. Yeah. So, health and safety all? protocols. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, if they tell you that a player is out and it's not disciplinary and it's not injury, you can do the math. Yeah. Uh, but that is a good thing, because pitchers missing starts. I mean, unfortunately, Mississippi State fans have dealt with that the last couple of years where uh, you have a starter and he, he's a scratch and it's arm issues and you're wondering you know, what the deal is. Not the case here, yeah. which is, uh, yeah. is always good. So, and, not, so, and not arm issues with Bednar either. A, a neck issue. Apparently had some, some sort of stiffness in, in his upper body, and that's why they, uh, but not in his arm, and that's why he missed his start all, this week. So what was the story? He slept funny because I mean people that's, are that's laughing what, at that's that. That's what it started as, yeah. But at the same time, he missed today's start either. So I have to assume either he just really didn't like the beds at the you know the Marriott or wherever they've got them put up there in Arlington, or there's something beyond that happening for him, which is what I have to believe if you missed two starts. Yeah, if it slept funny though, like I've been there. I'm not a high level oh, yeah. athlete, and I definitely wasn't uh, when I was in college either. Uh, the 12 ounce curls, you know, didn't really do much for my physique. But there was one night where I, I apparently slept so bad on my neck that my shoulders were misaligned for like two days because something that I slept that just didn't work right and I, everything was locked up upstairs. And seriously, my left shoulder was above my right shoulder for two full days. I mean, so it, it took me a week to not like feel pain when I would turn my head anymore. So I've been there. Oh, I mean, it was brutal. And it's all stemming from an injury I had in high school, but still, I mean, that's that's something that can happen. So hopefully he's back healthy. But uh, And Caleb says, uh, hats off to State for a stellar finish in Game 3. Also, hats off to Jim Ellis on his accidental shade. We're going to play that. Hey, Dad sent it to me. We're going to play that. Jim Ellis. That has to be played. An all-time accidental call. I mean, J- Jim Ellis would not have taken a shot at Ole Miss. I mean, he's, his, he's his not His color partner way. might have. Yeah, Ron uh, Polk may have. But yeah. the complete accident, Jim Ellis had a uh, a hilarious slip. I mean, as a, if he wasn't a Mississippi State legend already, um, that pretty much sealed sealed the deal. So, well, let's w- talk about little guys this weekend. State's, <laughs> State's little guys got the job done. <laughs> oh man, Sports Talk Mississippi six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. And yeah, uh, congratulations to Southern Miss. They did win their series today. Kind of a funky day yesterday, but. Uh, Ended it with a bang, ten to nothing, 
was the final score today for them to seal that series. 601-879-4395 is the text line. I know we only have a few stations here, but we would love to have you for winners and losers. That's coming up next, as it always does at 4 o'clock on a Monday. Send yours in, and uh, we'll give you live updates as well from Ole Miss and Texas as we move along this afternoon. Send us your winners and losers. We'll give you ours next at Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. News. I'm Steve Rappaport. The number of coronavirus deaths in the U.S. hits another grim milestone. President Joe Biden is expected to mark the crossing of 500,000 lives lost from coronavirus, including 100,000 since he took office with a moment of silence and candlelight ceremony tonight at the White House. The president tweeting this morning that vaccines are safe, saying the shot is how we'll beat this pandemic. Fox's Jeff Manasso. Dozens of Boeing 777 jets grounded after one suffered a major engine failure near Denver. The FAA administrator says inspections of the 777s will be increased. What's really incredible is no one in Broomfield, Colorado was hurt. That's the Denver suburb the plane was over when the explosion happened. Folks there say metal just came raining from the sky. Fox's Alicia Acuna in Denver. America is listening to Fox News. Vaccination sites that had to be shut down due to weather last week are starting to open up again, and some will be operating this weekend to accommodate rescheduled appointments. Dr. Dan Edney with the Mississippi Coronavirus Task Force says today 1.2 million Mississippians are eligible for the vaccine. We have administered over 330,000 first doses. We've administered over 470,000 total doses. That would include first and second. But looking at first doses, out of 1.2 million eligible, we've we've gotten 333,000 plus vaccinated. And some Kroger pharmacy customers may have been hacked. Kroger says the breach may have involved personal information and social security numbers, but it believes fewer than 1% of the customers were impacted. The hack did not apparently affect Kroger's IT system or grocery store data. 
Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. There's a new number one team in college baseball. With wins over TCU and Texas Tech in the State Farm College Baseball Showdown over the weekend, Ole Miss has taken over the top spot in the latest rankings from Baseball America. They're now underway against Texas to wrap things up in Arlington. Earlier today, Mississippi State pulled away late for an 11-5 win over Texas Tech, going 2-1 in the showdown. Also this afternoon, Southern Miss took their series with Northwestern State after blanking Demons 10 nothing in seven innings. And Ford is recalling thousands of pickups that may have been repaired with faulty airbags. Ginny Casola with Fox has more. Ford lost track of some older Takata airbags that can explode, so it's recalling more than 150,000 Ranger pickup trucks from 2004 to 2006. The airbags were not removed from parts stock and could have been used in repairs to the trucks. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Mississippians want a medical marijuana program supported by doctors and patients. That's why 74% of Mississippi voters approved Initiative 65, the Doctors and Patients Medical Marijuana Initiative. And it's why they voted down the Politicians Initiative that would have postponed medical marijuana here in Mississippi. Now, the politicians who oppose medical marijuana outright are up to some new tricks. The politicians in Jackson are trying to pass a fake medical marijuana bill. To thwart the will of Mississippians, they just won't learn. We passed medical marijuana last fall, so patients who suffer from debilitating medical conditions can stop suffering. It's the will of the people. Call your legislator, 601-359-3770. Tell them you want medical marijuana like you voted for. Not the politician's scheme to stop it. Patients who suffer can't wait. Paid for by Mississippians for Compassionate Care. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Second in Arlington, and Ole Miss has a one to nothing lead over Texas, but this is Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borkey's Brian Haydad. It's great to be with you. It is Monday. It's just after 4 o'clock. That means it's time for winners and losers. We got winners. We 
got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Man, so much to choose from from this weekend in sports, but uh, I'll let you bat lead off. Pun intended again. Brian, hey, Dad. Uh, well, I'm going to stay with the sport of baseball. Florida Atlantic freshman Caleb Pendleton. First two collegiate at-bats, two grand slams. Now, I looked it up. If I, I could be wrong, that's only happened in Major League Baseball one time. Uh, but the kid hit two grand slams in his first ever college at bats if that doesn't get you on the winner's list i i I shudder to think what would both in the first inning of the game correct yeah yeah correct unbelievable who are they playing oh gosh you would ask you you gotta feel bad for whoever i think it's central florida really pretty sure it's central yeah central florida wow final score 20 to 15 great start for the gus malzahn era (laughs) oh man uh, Landon Sims, where did this guy come from? First of all, coming in with bases loaded and striking out the side and proceeding to face nine more batters and striking out six of those nine. If I did that math correctly, right? He faced 12 batters. No, I didn't do that math correctly. Either way, uh, 10 batters faced, struck out, or 12 batters faced, struck out 10 of those batters. Am I missing something? I mean, I know he's he's a younger guy, but going into this season, I don't know how much time we spent on him, but apparently I, it wasn't enough. I, I knew that he would be one of State's top guys out of the bullpen. You know, he was really impressive uh, last season as a freshman, not only for his uh, great velocity, but for the fact that he went with Still of the Night by Whitesnake as his walkout oh, music. Oh, yes, sir. So, yeah, I mean, a really, I mean, when State, when about State having power arms, he might be the, the, the top guy on that list. You got another one? Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned him earlier, Luke Hancock. You know, that's oh, yeah. a guy that, you know, he between he and Logan Tanner weren't sure who was going to be catching. And, you know, it's tough when you have two catchers that you want to make one of them the DH because if you have to make a change in game and take out your catcher and let Hancock go to catch, you lose the DH. So State, you know, sort of takes like a calculated risk by letting uh, Hancock be the DH. But if he's going to hit like that, well, I mean, what options do you have? Just a monster this weekend. Hit two home runs out of a major league park. Not bad for a little guy. Luke Hancock will be one of my winners. Yeah, Mississippi State men's basketball. I mean, I said in an earlier segment, I don't know how much you can go like a big win because it didn't advance you anything. But at least, one, you got to see yet again that you have a a group of young players that next year should ride into 2021-22 with sky-high expectations. And I'm sure State fans got uh, some nice joy out of probably ending Ole Miss's uh, chance at an NCAA tournament. But that had to feel pretty good. I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, you would think. But, I mean, D.J. Stewart playing, you know, when I've talked about D.J. Stewart this year, I've talked about how, you know, ball handling's been an issue for him. But they moved him to point guard and... uh and, and he was really, really effective. And that's a place where, I mean, if he can be a six foot six point guard, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to match up with guys that he can physically dominate. So I thought that was the best coached game Ben Hallens had all year. His, the, the effort defensively was fantastic. Uh, they, they made some moves to, to get guys into good matchups on offense and to shut down Devontae Shuler like that. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. So 
Yeah, I agree with what y'all said in the in the in the previous segment. That is that it's not like it's a, a game changing result or anything. Nobody's opinion of Howland should change based off that. But it was a good win in one state. You know, I want to say they needed it, but they needed it. Yeah. Uh, another winner is twenty four seven. Now they haven't completely done this yet, but they're working towards ranking transfers out of the portal to uh, apply to recruiting class rankings and stuff like that. That is a huge step forward as the portal becomes more and more prevalent. Um, it, just recruiting rankings is not going to be the best indication of talent acquired moving forward. Take Oklahoma, for example. Oklahoma, if you look at their recruiting class, it wasn't very good. They only signed 16 guys, but they received, like, what, five transfers, all of which yeah. were four-star or better players. So adding that into recruiting rankings in the modern age of transfer and the portal and all that stuff in college football – that's a very good thing, and it needs to be done. Because, like, if you look at Ole Miss's defense, Mississippi State's defense as well, Mississippi State in this cycle added a five-star cornerback. But that doesn't reflect in their recruiting rankings. Otis right. Reese was a four-star defensive back. Didn't factor into recruiting rankings, and because of that, it, it's just not the best indicator of talent anymore. So good to see them taking steps in that direction. When you're going to start seeing teams like you mentioned with Oklahoma there, I mean, they're going to be teams that only sign 17, 18 high school kids because they're going to go out and try to get four or five uh, transfers. And so, you know, your blue chip index is going to get skewed if you, if you don't take these things into account. You're going to see teams like Oklahoma and, and some other teams finish with, like, top 15 classes. But in reality, they went out and got a, a couple of great transfers, and they, they did just as good as anybody. So, yeah, I, it, it, it's a much-needed thing for 24-7 to, to get on. Uh, another winner that um, happened, what, 41 years ago, but still uh, today is the anniversary. On this day in 1980, uh, the miracle on ice happened. Still, in my opinion, the greatest sports upset of all time. Not just because of how mismatched the young, teenaged Americans were to that Soviet squad, but all the other stuff, geopolitical things happening, some unrest here domestically in the States, all of that factored in. Uh, those guys are still winners to this day. Uh, I love the movie, and uh, I've read about like how accurate that movie is, and all the players are really satisfied with how everything was portrayed. So that's a pretty good uh, idea of what it was like for them at the time. Love the movie, but love the story even better. Uh, the Miracle on Ice on this day, 41 years ago. Which means it happened just before Georgia won the national title. Right. The last time in 41 years. Right before Georgia won their most recent national championship. (laughs) (laughs) All right, how about a loser? Oh, how can we not go with this? He's talking about Oklahoma, this kid Spencer Jones. You know, I don't much want to get into a fight. Uh, If I have to get into one, so be it. But I, I I don't go looking for fights. I certainly don't go looking for fights with guys who've trained in MMA. And if I'm going to get choked out... I would prefer not to do it on a urine-stained bathroom floor. But that's what happened to Oklahoma football player Spencer Jones, and he got caught on video, as everything else does. He decides to pick a fight with the wrong guy, takes a shot right to the mouth, and the next thing you know, and we're getting good good color commentary here from the guy who's who's recording. He puts him in the, in the guillotine and chokes him out. His buddy gets a German suplex right into the stall. It was one of the most incredible beatdowns. I've watched that video like 20 times. Be careful who you talk smack to, guys. You don't know who... 
who's out there training ready to take you down. The greatest athlete in that video was the guy that was actually using the bathroom and stepped over the fight while not spilling like an obstacle course. <laughs> Didn't even. Spill I don't know that I've ever seen a men's room fight. I've seen I've seen fights in bars, but yeah, I mean, you got to really want to fight to fight in the men's room. And then the uh, the local, I guess it's the student newspaper there, because the guy that wrote it, his by the the byline said he was a sophomore at Oklahoma. But uh, so their student newspaper ran the story that uh, one he's a a good kid that doesn't deserve what happened, and kept calling the guy that beat him up his assailant. And uh, I mean, it's, he took the he, first he shot, instigated the fight, he instigated that, the fight. Uh, if I'm correct, you could hear the the two guys uh, like. One of them goes, which one do you want? I mean, that's when you know you're in trouble. <laughs> when two guys are like, which one do you want? Get out of there. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw so, it. Boomer Sooner, Spencer Jones, you're a loser today. Everybody's dunking on the student newspaper today, as they should. As they I mean, should. it's like, you know there's video. Like, this MMA-trained guy had blood coming out of his nose because he got hit first, and he decided to end it. There was shoving, there was cussing. There, I mean, it, it was a fight that was started, and, I mean, it, it got bad. This Oklahoma football player by a guy that's, what, probably 5'9", maybe, yeah. uh, that just beat the crap out of him. Um, he had to get go into he surgery. Like he stole something. And yes! The, the doctor said he almost lost his eye. Cause he got that's a bad that fight bad. when you get when you you're, you yeah, you lose a few teeth okay you're gonna lose an eye they don't have dentures for eyes man don't talk no you know what there won't, won't be, be no. no you know what yeah exactly really really, really that simple sports talk Mississippi uh we've got some more losers to get to also yours six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five text us yours and as promised, Caleb actually got us a better audio quality clip. Jim Ellis is a winner, and uh, we'll play you the reason why coming up next. Uh, was such a gentleman that took an un- unintended, completely accidental, just deep shot at Ole Miss. We'll play that for you next.
Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk Mississippi. Michael, these tweets about this fight. Are they good? Claims to be a holder, but couldn't hold his own. (laughs) Oh, man. And and then that spin, and it's a student newspaper. I I mean, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And and really, I understand a sophomore at Oklahoma (laughs) not wanting to overly (laughs) criticize some Oklahoma football players. I get it. But, but if those still. guys weren't trained MMA fighters, what do you think the outcome would have been? Yeah. He literally got mo- he li- they literally mopped the floor with him. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. <sighs> Spe- speaking of winners, accidentally Jim Ellis today. There's a smash and that's going to slice foul down past the third baseline and must be a little league team, or is that no? That's uh, that's uh, that's one of the teams waiting. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I thought maybe they had a little league team at the ball game. I won't. Uh, no, say that. unfortunately, it's old Miss. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> okay, let's talk oh, about the two things that make this funny. Other than him messing up, is Ron Polk going what? And then Ron Polk <laughs> saying, "No, unfortunately, that's Ole Miss." Oh, man. Oh, man. That's an all-timer there from Jim. I'm sure the message boards just absolutely love this. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are saying that uh, it's payback for some other comments from the weekend. I can't imagine Jim is, like, lurking on the Ole Miss spirit and getting angry at what people are saying there. So, But that's just really, really funny. Really good (laughs) stuff there. Polk Polk just kills me. What? What? Oh, man. Polk was really good this week, as you might have guessed, on color commentary. Yeah, not surprised with that at all. Yeah. Heck of a lot better than what FlowBaseball.tv gave us. Ooh, they were rough. Before we get to that, another loser, the Mariners. Their president and CEO uh, was forced to, or, or resigned, but I don't know if he was forced or not, but resigned after, quote, terrible, or calling, uh, a handful of things. He referred to the abilities to speak English of one of their players as terrible and not tremendous, among other very similar things. But he has since stepped away because uh, of offensive comments. And um, there's nothing offensive. So a local newspaper, the Seattle Times, listed all the offensive things that he said, I'm not going to read all of them for you because it's little things like the team passed on calling up prospects, uh, two prospects last year due to service time constraints. That was something that the Seattle Times listed as comments that were unbecoming of his position, speaking at a local uh, Rotary Club. Nothing in this list that they have out here is actually, quote, offensive. And yet this guy is uh, stepping away from his job due to pressure because he referred to a guy's, uh, he referred to one player being quote overpaid. Uh, he referred to another player's um, translator having to pay a translator seventy five thousand dollars in salary 
as a nuisance, but his the player's English did get better as a result. And um, Julio Rodriguez, a 20-year-old prospect from the Dominican, doesn't speak, quote, tremendous English. That is why this guy is stepping away. That's ridiculous. I, I'm, what are we doing? Anyway, flowbaseball.tv. Did you, I assume you paid for it and watched. Thank you for the reminder. Let me cancel that right this second. But yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, go ahead and take care of that. Yes, I, 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 I was able to watch. I spent 30 bucks and really probably shouldn't have because I spent most of the day today uh, uh, doing running some errands, and then yesterday, sort of the same thing. I went and got my COVID vaccine yesterday, and uh, then our car died while we were in line. So I had to sit there oh, and no. just listen to Jim Ellis on the radio. So I, I didn't get a whole lot of, uh, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, use out of this. It is very difficult to call games on radio and television. Caleb, if you're still listening, you know that, and you do a very good job. It's a tough thing. And often, even the best guys, I mean, my goodness, Kevin Harlan sometimes, and I think he's the class of radio play-by-play. And, I mean, his television games are great, too. I don't know why he doesn't have a bigger role than the one he's got. Um, Anyway, even he makes mistakes sometimes, and he's the best of the best. So it's a difficult job. And there's probably a reason why those guys are on flowbaseball.tv. That's not the best of the best. However, the constant, constant inability to match jersey number with name is exhausting. I mean, it's not that hard. Just print out the roster, look at the jersey on the field, Match that with the name on the roster and say that name through your microphone. And if you don't know the pronunciation, there's a guy down the hall whose sole purpose at Mississippi State or Ole Miss or any team in this tournament is to make sure you understand who is on their team. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. And... Like, some of these guys, for example, I saw some people that were making fun for... In one of the games that Ole Miss was playing... um, couldn't distinguish between slider and fastball. I mean, that kind of stuff, maybe he just doesn't know the game that well or he didn't have a great vantage point. That you can forgive. There was a bad bat for, when, for Landon Sims where they said he threw his slider at 93. Somebody said that on Twitter. I was like, he'll be the first pick in the draft. <laughs> I guarantee it. He's got a 93-mile-an-hour slider. Um, he'd already be... At the major league level right now. Yeah, he would have gotten drafted number one out of high school. Uh, And then it's other things. Like the score bug being wrong for multiple innings. Not having the balls and strikes up there. I mean, outs being wrong. Graphics being wrong. And running commercials. I know this is kind of a petty complaint. But if you're charging people 30 bucks to watch something, I know it was basically Whataburger the whole time. But if you're paying yeah, 30 bucks, I didn't mind the commercials. That drives me nuts. Like, what are you paying for? If you're selling ads, go sell ads. Make the product cheaper. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't mind seeing the uh, the commercials for Whataburger because I'm a big fan. Yeah, definitely not a not a bad company, and no, it's fitting company. for Texas. But yeah, yeah, it just it makes you very much appreciate what we've got with our. Um, I have the same like. 
I pay for CBS All Access because uh, that's where the Champions League is. But like, if I go to CBSSports.com, I got to turn my ad blocker off. I'm like, I'm already paying you. Yeah. Can I just look at the website the way I want? Jason, winners, the baseball teams, and also the MMA guy beating the eyeball out of that bully from the Oklahoma football team. (laughs) He says, losers, fans of the basketball teams, Ole Miss fans are crushed. Well, Jason, you gave me crap for being honest and right about this Ole Miss basketball team for the last couple of weeks. Just throwing that out there. Number two, in-state fans are now victims of the big win slash next year takes from the media as if it's not your six for Halland or he didn't ridiculously underachieve with two NBA players the last two seasons. I mean, there there's some truth in that for sure. But the last NCAA no, tournament that existed, Mississippi State was a participant. And this year... Under, you can't say they underachieved. Outside of losing that one game, like the 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 twenty, I guess it's the twenty eighteen nineteen season, they were a top five seed. They were ranked for a good portion of the year. That team did not underachieve. It just it lost in the NCAA tournament, where that's you know upsets happen. Five twelve games happen. There's a reason people talk about the five twelve. Now last year, yeah, they definitely underachieved. But to say two seasons is not correct. And I mean, and still last year they had a shot at the NCAA tournament. They had a shot, but they 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 lost a lot of games last year. They, they should have won. Simple and their three best players are all sophomores right now. So that's where the yeah. next year thing comes from. Is their three best players are sophomores? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Brad says loser the Big Twelve for their performances in Arlington. Not a great week for the Big week. Twelve for sure. And he says winner. Also, good. Uh, Mississippi State for going two and one without their top pitchers. You know, you talk about Ole Miss going to number one in the in the Baseball America poll. I mean, losers are Florida and UCLA, one two, and they both lost their series this weekend. How about that? Yeah, Florida blew a big lead, didn't they? In I game believe two, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So they lost two out of three to Miami. I'm not sure if there was a series with San Francisco or what with UCLA. I just know they lost twice this weekend. Richard says, Fernando Tatis Sr. did it while playing for the Cardinals against the Dodgers. Talking about the, the two grand, grand slams. He's the only person in Major League Baseball history to have done that. I looked. Wow. What a stat. Winner, SEC Baseball here. Hammy says, winner, little Hammy got a foul ball and the Golden Eagles won with the 10-run rule. He sends us a picture of the little guy holding that baseball he caught and also a picture uh, of Pete Taylor Park. Looked like a beautiful day for baseball. Nice crowd, too, for a Monday afternoon, all things considered. Uh, so good win for Southern Miss today. Send us yours if you got them left. 601-879-4395 is the text line. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Don't go anywhere.
I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Vaccination sites that had to be shut down due to weather last week are starting to open up again, and some will be operating this weekend to accommodate rescheduled appointments. Dr. Dan Edney with the Mississippi Coronavirus Task Force says today 1.2 million Mississippians are eligible for the vaccine. We have administered over 330,000 first doses. We've administered over 470,000 total doses. That would include first and second. But looking at first doses, out of 1.2 million eligible, we've we've gotten 333,000 plus vaccinated. And some Kroger pharmacy customers may have been hacked. Kroger says the breach may have involved personal information and social security numbers, but it believes fewer than 1% of the customers were impacted. The hack did not apparently affect Kroger's IT system or grocery store data. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. If a muckety-muck wants you to hear what they gotta say, they come here first and sit down with Gallo and JT. This is Ground Zero for all Mississippi muckety-mucks. Super Talk Mississippi. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. That works. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, sir. Miss as a runner on third with two out here in the top of the fourth with a one nothing lead over Texas. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. It is great to be with you. I don't know if any other sport can really do this. I mean, I guess basketball could, but did you see the views from the NHL this weekend? Yeah, really cool. Really cool stuff. So if, in they, case, should, they should have played in Mississippi instead of they wouldn't have been canceled by the sun. Well, they could have played in a parking lot here too if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Is yeah. everything thawed out where you are? Uh, there's still some patches, you know, around town where, where where you know trees are, or, you know, where buildings are covering up some shade. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's okay. 
Same here. But in case you missed it, the NHL played a couple of games this weekend at Lake Tahoe. Not at an arena in Lake Tahoe or anything like that. No, they set up a rink on the banks of Lake Tahoe. where, And they didn't build any stands, really. There was one side where they had media set up and, and the team benches. And I think there was like a few rows of bleachers for like family and stuff like that. Team personnel, those kind of people. But from the camera angle out, you could see a handful, very small amount of scattered pine trees, beautiful light blue Lake Tahoe, and snow-capped mountains. That was the background of a hockey game. So anywhere you were watching this, you could see Lake Tahoe and snow-capped mountains in the background. It was incredible. And Saturday's game actually got delayed like hours, like six hours, because the sun was too bright and it got too hot and the ice was melting too quickly. So they had to delay that game forever and finish it at night. But yesterday was perfect. I mean, the sun was setting in just the right angle, and it was unlike anything that I've ever seen. And shout out to the NHL uh, for not taking themselves too seriously. Go play a game outside at Lake Tahoe. They've done it in football stadiums. They've done it in baseball stadiums. That was so cool and original and unique. I don't know if football or, or basketball can really do this. I know they played the aircraft carrier game, but like wind was a factor, which made it kind of funky. We need more of this in sports, though. That was yeah. incredible to see last night. I watched hockey. I wouldn't have just so I could see them playing with that scene in the background. It was awesome. Yeah, really, really cool. And it's, it's something the NHL they they make some mistakes here and there, but they but they do a good job of like presenting their product. Their, their playoff games, as we've said many times, are the best playoff games. They do these things, the Winter Classic, and all that. Yeah, they, they do a lot for. Uh, themselves and trying to trying to market themselves, they're, they, they're they're pretty good at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It just it doesn't have the popularity. They're having a hard time securing rights fees and stuff like that. By the yeah. way, speaking of that, I read this earlier. Um, so the NFL gets ESPN to pay them out the wazoo for Monday Night Football. It is an insane yeah. contract. Apparently, the NFL is asking for double. And what I read this morning said ESPN initially said no, but it's going to come to a point where the NFL is just going to say, okay, we'll sell it to somebody else, and so therefore ESPN is going to end up saying yes to this. So it costs them like $100 million a game or something crazy like that. And it might even, it, it could possibly double for Monday Night Football and highlight packages and stuff like that. They don't just pay for the game. They pay for uh, rights to all of the NFL games in highlight form, which is really valuable to them. Uh, But, yeah, that contract could double. That's insane. And we talk about... uh, yeah, we talk about the SEC and how much more they're going to get out of ESPN for for, for this, this contract coming up, and it's just a drop in the bucket compared to what they get from the NFL. And I'm telling you, I mean, it, like, we started watching WandaVision, for example. Um, if you are if you have no familiarity, here's your show wreck of the day. If you have any kind of familiarity with Marvel and the characters, any at all, watch WandaVision. You're going to finish the second episode and be like, Borky, why did you recommend this? This is terrible. They're very short. Once you get to the end of three, you'll realize why everybody loves it so much, and it just explodes. It's awesome. But WandaVision isn't on regular television anymore. That show would be a ratings bonanza 
if it was on terrestrial TV, but it's not. The streaming services have destroyed live TV. There's more budgets. Netflix has billions and billions in production budget because they just make that much money now. As you can imagine, Disney is in the same boat. Not that way with live sports. Terrestrial television is just dying. It's di- it's dead already. It's basically done. And that's why the NFL is able to strong arm. That's why the SEC network deal with uh, your football teams and those games just skyrocketed. And once this contract ends and they get to another one, it's going to be even higher because these are the only things that are left that actually have any kind of value in TV. So the dollar amounts, something that I'm kind of interested in are just going to explode. I mean, if you think that an Ole Miss and Mississippi State right now get big checks from the SEC, and they do, in, in three years, it's yeah. $15 million more. Yeah. Crazy. I wish yeah. we got ratings numbers from, from the SEC. We never do. You have no, no idea how many people watch an SEC Network football game at 6 o'clock. feels like you could get those numbers from somewhere. They've got to be available. but They're, they're not public, they though. How can they not be public? I don't understand how, but I know that like they don't get released in the same way they do from the over-the-air broadcasts. Because I think I mean, ESPN technically does does not release those, or they don't have to release those numbers. They just do. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I'm sure we could find them. Um, but for whatever reason, you have no idea how many people watch the SEC network. They do, but we, but we don't. That information's not public. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, we get a text here. You want to be a part of the show? You can do so as well. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. Does Monday Night Football command that type of money? I've always wondered why Monday Night Football was held in higher regard than Sunday Night Football, which is usually a better game. Um, you know what's crazy? You're, you're exactly right. It's got to do with what else is on TV, though. On Sunday night, there are better programming options. Plus, a lot of people don't watch, t- football or watch TV on Sunday night. They're at church or whatever. Monday night, when you get home, what is on television other than the NFL? And so, yeah, it's just um, I, think, I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, this is us as Tuesdays. Um, are you watching Is it when Bob loves Abba Deshola or whatever her name is? I mean, I don't, I don't know what, 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 I don't know what's on Monday nights other than Monday night football. I don't either. Um, no, I, I don't think I've actually. My wife and I watch This Is Us. That's like our show. Aside from that, I have not watched a show on TV in years. Because even Game of Thrones, I used a streaming service. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in terms I mean, of like actually years, like watching yeah. it on television, like a series. Like, I watched some Food Network and stuff like that. But, yeah, in terms of just watching television, I mean, Breaking Bad might have been the last show that I mean, I watched that every week on the AMC when it was on. And I watch uh, Better Call Saul. So, but Better Call Saul hasn't, I mean, they're, they're like, I'm waiting on the next season yeah. of that. So. Well, what's on your list right now? Like, when you get home tonight, is there something? Nothing. Really? Nothing. Yeah, I just... We're on Good Girls right now. Don't watch it around the kids. The the title implicates that it's... Implicates... (laughs) That is is not a show for the kids. 
But uh, it's you. soccer moms get uh, they're all kind of down on their luck. They're losing money, uh, stuff like that, and uh, they get caught up in laundering money for a, a drug cartel. And they get deeper and deeper involved. In the, it's it's really like, funny, I like the, actually. I like the concept. It's got the only the only show I watch is uh, AEW Dynamite. I watch it every uh, every Wednesday. That's it, though. But that's wrestling, though. That's te- I mean, you can call that like I guess it's technically still. a sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess so. We're going to talk about wrestling a little later in the show when we talk about this Deion Sanders thing. Oh, you think that it's. We'll just talk about it when we get All there. Right. We, we, yeah, we'll get there. Time. That'll be uh, for the college football fix. Yeah, Jackson State debuted this weekend, and um, the story's not about the game. And so we'll talk about that, tell you what happened and why the story was not about the game uh, coming up here in a little bit. Jeff McComb says Street Outlaws is on Monday night. What is that? I have no idea. Street Outlaws. Well, we had a device. The graphic is cool. Street. Oh, it's about street racing. There was oh, okay. an Oakland Raider that was arrested for street racing last night. I, I For street <laughs> racing, I only watched the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it was the same guy, if you remember, that uh, had yeah. had a companion uh, disguised a herself. Seahawk, not a Raider. Uh, no, he's a, he's a Raider now, I guess. That's oh, he's a Raider what, now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, disguised herself in uh, Seahawk gear as if she was a player or a part of the part of the team to try to sneak into his hotel room and he got caught doing that and then last night uh, arrested for street racing I mean I can't tell you the number of times I wish that I could hop on 55 and put it into 5th and just go nuts but I don't know if the Tahoe really is, is the kind of car to do that with Sports Talk Mississippi we'll be right back Mississippi News, your Mississippi News, all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. The Rangers, Jackson, 
This is Jake Mangum. Not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90 Enough bull. Get the new C Spire Real Deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with auto pay. 45 bucks, no bull. C Spire. For limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on Super Talk Mississippi. Mike in Oxford is uh, also watching the Ole Miss game while apparently listening to us. He said he was going to stop listening to us so he could watch the game and apologize, but apparently he can't quit us just yet. But here's an example of everyone's... You can't let us go, Mike. No. No, we can't. And why, why would you? Street lights. What a song. I know it's overplayed in like every drunken bar in every college town, but what, what a song. And every Davis Wade Stadium. This is the problem that everybody's had with FlowBaseball.tv. Apparently, the announcer has called Derek Diamond, Dustin Diamond, three times in this game already. Dustin Diamond, may he rest in peace, the actor that played Screech in Saved by the Bell. I don't think he could throw in the mid-90s like, no. like uh, Derek Diamond can. He recently passed. It was in the news lately. But that's the kind of stuff that... You should have a big chart with highlighted stuff on it and notes and everything that tells you this guy's name. And then there's a big video board in the stadium that also tells you this guy's name. And also a PA announcer in the stadium that tells you this guy's name. How do you do this so many times? That's, I mean, how many times? Don't you have to say someone go, it's weird that his name is the same guy that played Screech. Is that really his name? No. So think. I uh, I just I, I don't understand. At least he didn't call him you know Diamond Dallas Page or something. <laughs> well, that would have been cooler. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, at least that's a mistake that you three can... wrestling references we're going to get on this show. It's yeah. exciting. Jason apparently not a fan of modern wrestling. Now he said, "LOL, that wrestling is kind of a sport. If it still tried to mimic a legitimate sport, it wouldn't suck so badly. It's all nonsense now. I can hardly watch it anymore. Until very recently, I never missed a chance to watch it. Has it jumped the shark? WWE is is not good. The product is not good. That's why I watch AEW. Why is well, like what's not good about it? That's not. I'm not being well, flippant. Like what? Th- what changed? Th- think about it as a television show, right? Right. 
like one show, the writing is better, the storylines are better, mm-hmm. and, and the other show it's not. It's just that simple. That simple. So just there's yeah. there's two wrestling products, and one's just better than the other. One's right just now? better than the other, in my opinion. Yes. He also asked for a game update. Bottom five right now. Ole Miss uh, clinging to a one to nothing lead. Derek Diamond, the aforementioned Dustin Diamond, apparently uh, has thrown four innings complete so far. The bottom of the fifth just began. Uh, has only given up two hits and struck out eight of the fifteen batters he's faced so far. So the young arm is really cooking right now. Does Ole Miss still do the thing that uh, where where somebody bleach blondes their hair? Yeah, the shortstop always. So does that make so that's that's Jacob Gonzalez, right? That's right. Yeah. So he, he's Zach Morris in this. Uh... Yeah, he's Zach Morris. Okay. Kelly Kapowski is one of whatever the Tim I don't Elko. know what you call the Diamond I... Girls up there. <laughs> I don't know. No, like who, who's the big who's the biggest guy on the team? That's that would be Slater. Well, it depends on your definition of of big, because like, I would guess like, Kale Baker is the biggest. You know who I'm going with now. He's not playing, but I'd have to go with Jerry Ely, wouldn't I? Yeah, but he's not very. I mean, you. I know got, that, but he's the best athlete on the best team. Best athlete. That's what Slater. That's what Slater was, or or John Rice, one of the two. Yeah, Van Cleve, I think I guess is the biggest guy, but I mean, I think Kale Baker's got weight on him because he, he's a little bit. Uh, All of this, by the way, makes uh, Mike Bianco, Mister Belding. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Did you see the people trolling Texas Tech last night with the? Yeah, it was. It reminded me of uh, you know Atlanta Braves fans doing the drunk Tiger Woods with the Atlanta Braves yeah. hat on thing that they do. <laughs> I, I like looked. I was like, I don't get the meme, but I, I I appreciate the hustle. I don't know where it came from. I mean, the references to the other guys, the movie, which is a great underrated comedy. If you have no idea what we're talking about, oh, just tied it up. Texas did. Uh, had to have been a home run, right? Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, home run to right field. So one to one now. Uh, bottom five, Ole Miss From and Zach Texas. Zubia. That sounds like a made up name. Der- when Derek Diamond and Zach Zubia hook up, that again, that could be a wrestling match. If you told me that Zach Zubia was challenging Derek Diamond for the Intercontinental Title, I would totally believe you. So. Apparently, people had fun on Twitter last night. There's a movie called The Other Guys. It's Will Ferrell. It's Mark Wahlberg. Uh, if you haven't watched it, watch it. I think it's one of the most underrated comedies out there. It's just hilarious. Um, there, there's a scene where there's a, a homeless guy and, and his group of other homeless guys called Dirty Mike and the Boys. They left a note in Will Ferrell's car. That's as far as I can go without getting in trouble. Um, someone, an Ole Miss fan, made... An image where it's just like Mike Bianco's like headshot, you know, just chest up basically. But there's red lasers coming out of his eyes and like this pink and blue background, and it says, "You just lost to Dirty Mike and the Boys." And when Texas Tech on Twitter put, you know, final score back at it tomorrow or whatever, every single reply, hundreds of them, was just that image for some reason. I don't know where it came from. It was hilarious though. And whoever started that deserves a ton of credit. If you dish it out, though, you better be prepared to take it. That's all I'm saying. It's funny, but you better take it if you're going to dish it. All right, what happened in Jackson State yesterday? We'll talk about that next. Sports Talk Mississippi.
News. I'm Steve Rappaport. The number of coronavirus deaths in the U.S. tops 500,000, according to Johns Hopkins University. The House Budget Committee approving a proposed $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Committee Chairman John Yarmouth. This February, an American has died of COVID every 32 seconds. So while debate is important, we also need to get on with it. Top committee Republican Jason Smith has questioned the spending priorities. This is the wrong plan at the wrong time. A final House vote is expected later this week. Fox's Jared Halpern. The Supreme Court refusing to block the turnover of former President Trump's tax records to a New York prosecutor. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance is seeking eight years of tax returns as his office investigates alleged hush payments to women and possible tax and bank fraud. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. America is listening to Fox News. Super Talk Mississippi News. The death toll from the winter storm event has risen to two. Over the weekend, the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency updated its preliminary damage report to include a fatal crash that occurred in Octibaha County on Saturday. Last week, the first fatality was reported as a result of a crash in Neshoba. And this week, mom and pop shops will benefit from the Paycheck Protection Program. Small businesses with less than 20 employees will be able to apply for forgivable loans. You'll have two weeks to sign up. The SBA is also setting aside a billion dollars for business owners with no employees. The application window opens up Wednesday. And the Moss Point Board of Aldermen is requesting the mayor's resignation. Mayor Mario King and his wife are accused of 13 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit fraud for using money from a charity event for personal expenses. He told the board he does intend to resign. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. 
Deion Sanders may or may not have been robbed during his coaching debut at Jackson State. After the Tigers took down Edward Waters 53-0 on Sunday, Coach Prime opened his press conference by announcing that all of his personal belongings had been stolen, yet the items were quickly recovered. Sanders then refuted a report from a Jackson State spokesman explaining that the items had been moved by a staff member. Athletic Director Ashley Robinson says they'll continue to review safety protocols to ensure that this doesn't happen again. And parents need to be aware of a website gaining popularity among children, and it's connecting them to strangers all over the world. The website is called Omegle, and it allows random people to come on the screen to chat with the user. Now you don't know who they are or where they are, and when a chat ends, another random person appears. Predators have been known to use the website, so know what your kids are doing online. It's spelled O-M-E-G-E-L, so keep an eye out. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoors. Sports Talk Mississippi. Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad with you as we start the 5 o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi. It is great to be with you. Glad you're with us. Although Ole Miss is playing right now and covering up most of our listening audience. Those of you that have been with us, we appreciate you very much. By the way, it is one-to-one, still in the bottom of the fifth. Two outs, uh, Texas at the plate with a runner on first. But right now, it's time for your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Stop by and test drive one today. If you had an F-150, the weather last week wasn't that bad for you, comparatively speaking. Just ask Richard. We were talking last week, and he, yeah, I had no problems. Well, that, great. Good he didn't for have you. to walk. Good for you, buddy. That's because he drives an F-150. Stop by and test drive one today. All right. So the debut of Deion Sanders happened. In Jackson, yesterday, they beat a lesser opponent from a lesser division by a whole lot of points. It was a Which whole is exactly lot. what you should do when you play a team like that. Yeah, what were they called? Do you remember? 
you know, well, I'm putting what? you I'm on not, the spot. It doesn't matter. What I don't. It doesn't matter. Um, and unfortunately, that wasn't the story. It should have been. I mean, you had national. What should have been the story was those sharp all reds. They were oh, wearing. beautiful uniforms. Never seen that before. That looked great. You see, this is the point, though. Troy Aikman is there. Yeah, carrying around a gallon jug, a gallon water jug, bottle for whatever some reason. Stay, hey, stay hydrated. Yeah. Uh, you've got these incredible new uniforms. They beat the hell out of that team. It's college football, Jackson State, Deion Sanders. It's a great day. But then. But then. So that was not the story on a day that should have been just a good football day. In the press conference after the game, Deion Sanders sits down and uh, very, uh, very mad. Quite frankly, he's he's fired up that um, he's describing that his team just gave him the game ball and it should have been a great moment and he should have been able to pick up his phone and share it with his family and take in the moment, but the phone wasn't there nor was any of his personal stuff because somebody, according to Coach Prime, broke into the locker room and stole his stuff. Only his stuff, nobody else in the locker room. So that immediately, boom, goes viral, as you guys can imagine. And, of course, then it followed the same old tired jokes. Well, that's what happens when you go to Jackson. Like, that kind of stuff. Exploded, went viral. Not very long after that, the um, somebody, in a Jackson State official, released this statement or, or told media this. This is from Ross Dellinger. In a stunning turn of events, Ross says, Jackson State officials tell me that Deion Sanders' belongings were not stolen and were only misplaced after being moved for, quote, safekeeping. They have since been recovered and returned to Sanders. Uh, The items uh, were misplaced and no police report needs to be filed. So then everybody (laughs) corrects their stories and, oh, Deion's stuff wasn't stolen. In fact, somebody just... You know, put it, it somewhere it was misplaced. But then, but then, Dion takes to Twitter and says this quote: "Whomever putting out the lie that my belongings wasn't stolen is lying. My belongings were taken out of a zipped bag in my office, and more items were taken as well from my office. We have retrieved them since being reported. My staff member witnessed the crime. Hashtag truth." By the way, the person who said that is your university sports information department, Coach Prime. So, in wrestling, there's there are works and there are shoots. A shoot is when they go off the script. When somebody's actually got what is called heat. Let's say if you and I didn't get along, Borky, we would have heat. I see. So, let's just say one day on the show, I was just like, Oh, yeah, it's like that time Borky screwed everything up, and I go into detail, and I'm embarrassing you for real, right? That's a shoot. A work would be like, hey, Borky, there's this idea that you and I don't like each other. Let's play off of that. And let's every day we just sort of take shots at each other, and people are listening. They're going, man, those two guys don't really like each other. I can't wait to tune in to see what they say about each other tomorrow. That's a work. What we've got here is a work. All right? Is there or is there not a barstool documentary coming about this season? There is. Uh, they're in very I much am, embedded with that program right now. I believe, and I don't know that Dion's a, a part of it. I don't. I don't think that he is because I just don't think he would want to, you know, do that. But I, I think somebody took his stuff that was supposed to take his stuff. 
to just sort of drum up a little, you know, on the first episode of 21st and Prime, a big win is marred by, you know, you see where I'm going? I see where you're going. That's what I think has happened here. I've watched enough wrestling to know a work and a shoot when I see one. That's what I'm seeing here. If that is not the case, and if if that if that's not the case, there's still a complete failure in messaging here. Uh, I well, mean, I mean, Dion, like get get a Cobra security guy to stand at the door. How do they not have a cop just standing by the door? Like, hey, don't go in there. Can, do, do you think for one second that I could get into that? I, a credentialed member of the media, even could get into the Mississippi State locker room on game day? Highly doubtful. No. So, yeah, there's some, there's something amiss here. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. doesn't make any sense to me. It does. I mean, it ruined the day. So if this is some kind of work, then it just it absolutely distracted from what should have been just a really positive news day. And then not... Right. Not being on the same page with your coach, having your coach say one thing and then you correct it and then he say, no, whoever's spreading those lies, th- those are people that work for you. I mean, what a public relations disaster is really what this comes down to. It's a, it's a PR, just a, a complete blunder. A day that should have been about Dion. I mean, he was FaceTiming Snoop Dogg before the game. It should have been about all kinds of stuff like that. Just nothing but positive press, energy. Yeah. They beat the crap out of whoever they were playing. Troy Aikman is there for some reason. I mean, They're all teammates. kinds of good. I know, but like, why? Why is Troy hanging out in, in Jackson? The, the jug gallons? of water is yeah. the more yeah. Like, what? You, did you, there, did you just get done at Pilates or something, Troy? There's what? a there's a book that was written by a guy who worked for WCW and WWE named Eric Bischoff, and the name of the book is Controversy Creates Cash, and it's a true statement. You can drum up interest and drum up controversy. People tune in. It's kind of a shame. However it went down. I mean... Well, because it it also just perpetuates the stereotypes of Jackson. I mean, you're right in that. I mean, every tweet I saw was like, that's what you get in Jackson. Welcome to Jackson, coach. Things like that. And it, what's what's sad is, and, and we get those jokes here sometimes. I know there are really good people that are working their tails off to improve Jackson. They're, they're really trying. I mean, it may it, it it may still need work, but I mean that all that does is just completely just diminish all of the good. I mean, I, I've lived here in this area since the fall of 2014, so this is year seven for me. And the changes that have been made and, and the improvements and people and you see and hear from people who are working hard to try to change the image and you get this golden opportunity to put Jackson on the map. Stephen A. Smith actually uh, talked about this earlier today and um, yeah, he said there are uphill climbs with places like Jackson State. I'm paraphrasing what he said. Uh, the, when it comes to what people think about places like that, there's a in some cases, an automatic negative. And so that being the story yesterday, Stephen A. said, now you've got parents that are being recruited. Well, why would I send my kid to Jackson State when the coach has been robbed twice in in a few months? 
Yeah. And, and so it just it sets back a, a place that is already kind of fighting an uphill battle. It, I feel like Dion will be hiring him some, some personal security in the next couple of days. Just I, I just feel like that's going to be the case. Yeah. Prime security. Prime security. He was wearing a, a letter jacket with his initials where the, the letter was today. I thought it was pretty cool. That's yeah, the kind of stuff yeah. I can't do. I get made fun he, of. He's like, he yeah, that's awesome. He stamp Super Burger for, for lunch. Normally, you just go right to bed after eating one of those. Yeah, He's just, a monster. I just, I was disappointed. I mean, at best, there was a complete miscommunication between staff and coach, and that that just that can't happen. If you want PR help, I, I mean, call me. I will happily make sure the coach knows what our messaging is going to be and talk with him about it before we put something out there. So he doesn't go on Twitter and call your own athletic department liars. Anyway. They did get a big win, though. I mean, they were dominant. Absolutely dominant yesterday over a lesser team. We'll see what happens when conference play begins and if they can keep that up. It's interesting. I mean, this is what you were going to get. You were going to get stories and stuff, and you just you wish it would have been not, not that. Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become one of us.
This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. This has something working here in the top of the sixth. Already played at one run, have two men on, and nobody out right now with Tim Elko up to bat. Two to one, Ole Miss has a lead over Texas. And hey, Dad, you said that Texas is probably the least impressive team out of these six so far. Yeah, I did. But Teddy Cahill, who I, who I tweeted at, uh, made made a good point. You know, considering everything that happened in Austin last weekend, maybe that's maybe I should maybe I'm being a little harsh. On them, but they haven't. They haven't played well. I mean, I thought State handled them pretty easily. I thought Arkansas handled them pretty easily. Ole Miss is having some issues today, but it looks like the Rebels are about to break break that game open. Possibly so, anyway. Yeah, and it's only it's only two games. Well, three for Mississippi State, two and a half for Ole Miss. Yeah. So a lot of things can change. I mean, it's baseball, right? But I do think this weekend, it's getting way ahead of my skis. I don't care, though. This weekend was affirmation that what we spent so much time on the last two weeks, it just confirmed, or affirmed, the word I used earlier, what we thought. These are two teams that are quite literally national championship caliber teams. Not saying after three games that they're going to go win a national championship. Not even saying they're going to make it to Omaha, but they have the makings of national championship winning teams. Both of them. And I think this weekend, regardless of the outcome for Ole Miss, because they've already won two, it just confirmed that. This field, for weeks we've been talking about how it's the best preseason round-robin field ever assembled. We've had multiple guys that cover the sport on this show say that there will be more raw, pure talent in this field than makes it to Omaha. Coming out the way they did, looking the way they did, just confirms, affirms, whatever adjective you want to use. I can't decide myself what we were thinking the whole time. Caliber, championship caliber teams, both of them. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I, both of these teams, they look the part. You know, State, to win two games without Bednar and Sarantola playing, very, very impressive. Ole Miss has been, I mean, they really haven't even been in trouble in these games. So, yeah, I mean, th- th- these are two good teams. When we get to that series in April, that might decide who Ooh. wins the SEC West and maybe even the SEC. How much fun is that going to be? And I'll be there. That's in Starkville, correct? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd come to Oxford. I'm not, I'm oh, yeah. Away, but. You, can't, you can't miss that series. It's yeah. a shame that, I mean, could you imagine in a regular year, oh, my gosh, could you imagine what that atmosphere would have been like? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, hopefully if uh, what Richard uh, tweeted at the governor can come true, we can uh, we can get, get a little bit bigger crowd for those games. Yeah, it's about time we start uh, expanding those restrictions a little bit. I think um, I, I think that is an appropriate ask. Because yeah, just, just the numbers are dwindling. Dwindling may not be the right word, but they're going down. They're going in the right direction. People are getting their vaccines. You know, I'm not saying it has to be full full blast. You don't have to be wide open, but you can. I mean, State and Ole Miss can easily put ten thousand plus in their stadium. 
you can get let 5,000 people in there and still have plenty of social yeah. distance between everybody. I, I think I saw earlier that 65 million people have been vaccinated. And I know the vaccination is not a 100% thing, but 65 million people so far. And that number, uh, now that this winter storm is out of the way, hey, Dad's one of them. You haven't turned not into one. an alligator yet. No, not yet. There's still time, no. I guess. But I got a little scratchy thing right here, but I got shot in this arm, so I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, it's just going to turn into scales, and then your mouth is going to get really long, and soon you won't be able to open it. You know, I mean, all you have to do is just wrap tape around it, and no. nothing you can do there. Beating raccoons and stuff. Um, gonna go back on, on March fifteenth is my second uh, my nice. second dosage. Nice. Well, good. Uh, but that's the thing. It, it's. If cases keep going down, I saw New Orleans again today, their basketball team, and, and you want to talk about local leadership being strict? Uh, they shut down Mardi Gras again uh, and wouldn't let businesses operate. I mean, if you serve alcohol as an establishment, you weren't allowed to be open at all during the days of Mardi Gras. Uh, and they have expanded their attendance inside of the arena yet again. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are still stuck with a few hundred, although I guess they're not a country concert. If they were... Um, maybe they would have more. They just should call it, not call it a basketball game. Just have a guy with a guitar singing, and then you could fill it up more. But New Orleans can have more than what's going on here in the state of Mississippi. It's time to really maybe consider adjusting these things. I, there, there's really not a whole lot of reason not to at this point with how the metrics are going. And hopefully by yeah. April, cooler heads have prevailed because that series deserves the atmosphere that's better than the one it would currently allowed to be allowed to have. When I talked to the guys at state when they when they had us to, to to sort of discuss the policies and all that, they did make it clear that they have a plan ready to go the day the governor says you can have more people. They they have everything set to to who do they need to reach out to to get people into the stadium. Yeah, Jason uh, giving me a grammar lesson. Yeah, I know. I sometimes I talk faster than I can think. Yes, Almost they are. Bases firms. loaded, nobody out. And Texas is making a pitching change. Uh, Drew Shiflett uh, did not have a, or excuse me, Gordon did not have a very good outing for Texas. In fact, uh, Gordon's alive. All he did was load the bases and also give up a uh, an RBI. So, um, Ole Miss two to one, top six bases loaded, nobody out. Chance to um, really. Well, Unless Landon Sims is coming in, I think they're probably going to get a couple runs out of this. That was so nasty. It really was. I mean, anytime you get bases loaded, nobody out, and you get out of it by striking out the side, that's a, that's about as alpha dog as you can get. And then, like you said, he you know ended up with seven more strikeouts in the next nine batters he faced. I, I noticed this this weekend. It is nice that um, college baseball players, at least the ones that I watched this weekend aren't as strict to the uh, unwritten rules of baseball. Like, no, no. They, they yell at their own dugouts after they strike a yeah. guy out and get pumped up. They kind of act yeah. like they're having fun, which is a novel concept in that sport. Not, I'm not sure how that's going to go over. Uh, you know, None of those guys are going to get into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, I'll tell you that. Yeah, we gotta keep the, we got to keep them away. I mean, how dare they have fun playing a game? Playing a game. How dare they? Arkansas, I'm telling you, Arkansas fans, for some reason, hate teams that have fun when they play. It's wild. I've never seen anything like Arkansas fans online getting mad 
when teams enjoy themselves. It's bizarre. Oh, respect the game. That's a 19-year-old. He's playing a kid's game. He's hitting a ball with a stick. Respect what? He's having fun. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. That drives me Oh, well, me nuts. you know, it'll be okay. We can just, you know, be a bunch of uh, fuddy-duddies. Isn't that, the, uh, isn't that what the old people say? Well, stick up your you-know-what. Uh, King Biscuit just joining us. He's asking, so Dion has been robbed twice. Who called out their own athletic department? He did. Um, I, I guess indirectly, but he goes to press conference, says stuff got stolen. Officials from Jackson State tell media nothing got stolen. He goes on Twitter after that saying whoever is spreading these lies is wrong. I had stuff stolen. And a few months ago, his truck got broken into and a boombox was stolen out of his truck. And if I understand the story correctly, didn't the individual uh, respond to the uh, reward for that boombox yeah, and like list his whole like name that. and address? And Yeah. Here's the thing. Not, not if, smart. If you have stolen something and you see a sign that says they will give you money for returning it, you probably shouldn't take that bait. It's like those people that, uh, I forget what city in Alabama, we talked about this years ago, um, they had a whole bunch of bench warrants and stuff like that out for these people that mm -hmm. didn't show up to court cases and stuff like that. So the local police sent them letters saying they won two tickets to the Iron Bowl and all they need <laughs> to do is come to this location and fill out a form and they'll get tickets and you'll get you'll get them there they had a local news uh, crew set up there to fill and you should see these people's face they they bust into the room and they're smiling and carrying on and then out is this available can i find it yes you could find it yeah i'm going to look that up when i get home people getting uh, getting arrested because they were I mean, these are people that skip roll court dates and they thought that they ra they get this random letter in the mail Oh, cool. I'm going to the Iron Bowl. And so they just show up with a big smile on their <laughs> face and get arrested. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to those cops. You're welcome, King Biscuit. Yeah, that's what happened. So um, in case you're just joining us, post-game, uh, Deion Sanders said he had stuff stolen out of his office slash locker. And um, Jackson State said that wasn't true. And then he said, no, that was true. And that's kind of really... Where everything stands. Like we said before, just the story isn't about the game anymore. Where they played well against a lesser opponent, it's about phone gate. So. Sports Talk Mississippi, 601-879-4395 is the text line. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The death toll from the winter storm event has risen to two. Over the weekend, the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency updated its preliminary damage report to include a fatal crash that occurred in Octibaha County on Saturday. Last week, the first fatality was reported as a result of a crash in Neshoba. And this week, mom and pop shops will benefit from the Paycheck Protection Program. Small businesses with less than 20 employees will be able to apply for forgivable loans. You'll have two weeks to sign up. The SBA is also setting aside a billion dollars for business owners with no employees. The application window opens up Wednesday. And the Moss Point Board of Aldermen is requesting the mayor's resignation. Mayor Mario King and his wife are accused of 13 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit fraud for using money from a charity event for personal expenses. He told the board he does intend to resign. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Ceasefire 5G. 
We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Ceasefire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying any more would be. Ceasefire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Mississippi News doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi News. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Let's go back. And now back to back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk Mississippi. Like the legend of the Phoenix. Daft Punk is hanging it up, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Daft Punk, but I know who they are. They have made some huge contributions to the music in- industry. For 28 years, I think, yeah. uh, officially, like that, yeah. when they became a DJ music group, whatever you want to call it. Hung it up today. I'm Musicians. Michael Borky. Musicians. Michael Borky's Brian Haydad. One thing I've noticed, it, like... I don't know if you've ever been to like a music festival before. Um, you'd hate it. Just trust me. Yes, I can't imagine that I would want to. Get, I have tickets to a concert this summer. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going. Uh, all right. The inning just ended, by the way. Uh, so I, a friend of mine just sent me a link to a Twitch stream. Oh. Um, five to one is the score going to the bottom of the six. Ole Miss blew it open. They had the bases loaded. With nobody out, that led to four runs in the top of the sixth. Some timely hitting. Dunhurst uh, had a sacrifice fly. Justin Bench singled, scored a couple runs, and there we are. So five to one, middle of the sixth, Ole Miss over Texas. But so I've been to a couple of those in my life. I, one of which had a lot of DJs, right? Like, I went to Memphis in May a couple years ago. That was great because it was actual, like, music. We saw Chevelle and um, Ooh, that's good an Incubus. So that was cool. But one I went to when I was in college, it was all a bunch of DJs. And I'm sure that they're very talented. To m- create the music that they, they make is a skill, right? Right. Absolutely. When they're performing, they're not doing anything. Yeah. They're pretending to twist knobs and push buttons and stuff like that. They're not doing. They're not doing anything at all. They are kind fake of touching stuff. They're yeah, lip syncing kind of basically. Yeah. yeah, they're up here just like with their hands on the board and they're bouncing up and down and they're like twist a little knob and like point to their headphones like oh I just knob right here uh, and then they'll like move a slider but when you actually listen to the music like nothing actually changes at all with what they're doing. And then randomly they'll just take their hands off and be like, yeah, you know, pumping up the crowd. And then all of a sudden, like, push another button and twist another knob. They do nothing. 
you're not going to see a DJ play. Like, all he has to do is plug in his phone and hit play on a playlist he made a few hours ago. Like, that is it. Oh, it was amazing. No, no, it wasn't. He hit play on his iPad, and he fooled you into thinking that he was actually like, no, you don't understand. He's mixing this in real time. No, he's not. Very passionate about that. Sorry, I, I can tell. I, I have no no uh, I have no no thoughts on it one way or the other because I can't I can't you know I can either confirm or deny your story. There are some videos on YouTube if you want to see DJs pretending to do stuff. It's really funny. Um, we do get a question on the text line about the five Mississippi State pitchers that weren't available this weekend. Jason's asking specifically besides Sarantola and Bednar. Yeah. He he mentioned that. I don't know the names for sure. I mean, some of the guys who didn't pitch this weekend, Parker Stennett, Davis Rocco, Stone Simmons, but I, I don't know for sure who he's referring to. So pretty much it's just two, I mean, major, major names, but I mean, the other three probably weren't right. going to have a big role anyway. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, no, yeah, true, I don't yeah. know who, who they would have brought in in certain situations. So, I mean, State's got 25 pitchers on the roster. They obviously didn't all travel. But you know, to try to pick out all of them that didn't play this weekend, I, 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 you know, I don't know. So we we shall see. That's the thing about this being the opening weekend. We really don't know what kind of role these guys were supposed to have. Just haven't seen them yet. Turning the page, a quick football story I wanted to bring up. This is fascinating. So uh, a lot of you were excited about the uh, the NCAA football video game that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, in fact, we ran a poll, and like 65% of you guys were going to buy this game when it came out. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame released this statement today. Uh, Jack Swarbrick is their athletic director, and he said this. Notre Dame Athletics welcomes the return of EA Sports College Football, a video game series that has historically helped promote the interest of college football. Notre Dame will not, however, participate in the game until such time as rules have been finalized governing the participation of our student-athletes. As those rules developed, it is our strong desire that student-athletes be allowed to benefit directly from allowing their name, image, and likeness, and performance history to be used in the game. So basically, if that was a little wordy for you, Notre Dame is saying, unless our players can get paid for this, you're not putting them on your video game. Sorry. Well, players are going to get paid for it, so I don't, I'm not too terribly worried about it. This, this feels like this feels like you're just trying to get ahead of some. It feels like it's just getting a recruiting boost, right? Like that's exactly, Notre Dame cares about their players. That is exactly what this is. So, people, I saw a lot of people today. Oh, wow! Credit to Notre Dame taking a stand for their players. This is nothing. They're not taking a stand for anyone. Yeah, I appreciate the sentiment. I'm sure their players do too. But this game will not be available when college players are not allowed to get their name, image, and likeness rights. Right. I mean, Roger Wicker, senator from Mississippi, is working on that. That will go through and pass before this game is available. So this is, I mean, Notre Dame's getting all kinds of credit today. Wow, good for them. Taking a stand. No, they're not taking anything. They're, they're, what is it called, that the politics people use? Virtue signaling? Yes, yes. That's what this is. They're virtue right. signaling right now. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. Like I said, this is just, they, they got a good day of publicity out of it. This is like me saying, you know, hey, until, I can't think, I, I had I tried to heck up with an analogy on the fly and couldn't do it, but basically saying, you know, something, hey, 
Here's something that I have absolutely no chance of doing. I will not run for president until we have taken care of the crime problem in this country. I'm not running for president anyway. <laughs> exactly. Although maybe you should. <laughs> God almighty, no. It's the worst job in the world. I would spend so much time in Hawaii if I were the president. Yeah, we just we really got to sure We're moving up our, the White House. Yeah, our, yeah, I'm out. Our island relations. Uh, we sh- they really need some help out there. You know, they're all by I themselves. Be, I want to be closer to some of our trade partners. Yeah. I didn't realize it was as far as it is. It's like a five-and-a-half-hour flight from L.A. to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to fly from Mississippi to Hawaii, I mean, you're going to be in the plane for like, you know, 10 to 12 hours. Could be worse. Could be going to Australia. That's like another ten hours. Literally, I mean, halfway across the world. How long is the flight, <laughs> L.A. to Australia? A nonstop, nonstop flight from L.A. to Sydney is fifteen hours. So you've got to get to L.A. So let's say you're flying out of Jackson or Memphis. It's basically That's about the a same five-hour flight there. Something like that. But you get two hours back because of the time change. Oh, nice. Well, that. But if, by the time you get to Australia, you've crossed the international dateline. You've lost a day. So, what what is the economy seating like on a oh. flight from? I mean, I would hope it'd Can be more comfortable than like what we deal with when we're flying into Atlanta, right? No, man. I, I don't know. They might just have you squeezed in. If I was ever going to take that flight, I'm I'm not doing it. T- Sort of same thing here. I'm not flying to Australia until I can fly first class. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, I, I would, get... I'm not flying over an ocean, either one of them, Pacific or or Atlantic, if I can't go first class. So long... I've never flown first class outside of maybe upgrading my ticket at Southwest so I could get a one. <laughs> I can get on the plane first, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm going to be able to spread out if I got to be in a plane for 12 hours. Don't the first-class seats on those flights give you, like, sleeping pods where it's like this little bed? Now, and... now, 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 we're, now we're, we're going beyond first-class. They have, like, a luxury class and stuff like that. Yeah, where you can have, like, your pod and, and all that. You know, you get your personal, you know, uh, butler and all that. And satellite TVs. I'm not kidding. I watched yeah. an NFL game on a flight once. Yeah. The only thing I've ever watched on a flight was Jingle All the Way. What a movie. It was... It was something I had never seen it before. A turbo man. I get you a turbo man. <laughs> yeah, I had never. Uh, yeah, I, I flew to Vegas in December, and our in-flight movie is Jingle All the Way. I was like, really? My dad ranted. To, he saw. Uh, he used to have to travel a lot for work, and apparently, the girl with the dragon tattoo played on his in-flight movie, <laughs> or like on the screen. You know, not like yeah, not like but in still, the, that's for like everybody a graphic to see, movie, but like something that he could watch or yeah. whatever. Ranted about that for a while. You remember uh, Kaylee Hartung used to work yeah. for the SEC Network. She, she a couple games. She sat on the end of the uh, press row right next to me, and we we had to talk about Game of Thrones. And she was talking about how she liked to watch it on the plane. I was like, my God, woman, like you can't watch that on a plane. <laughs> like some little kids, like, hey, what are you watching? Oh God, that is not a plane appropriate movie. It's, it's Renly and Sir Loras. What's going on here? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Oh my goodness! I like Kaylee Hartung, foul mouth woman. Really? Don't 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 let the the TV uh, personality fool you. She'll drop some f bombs with the best of them. That's hilarious. Yeah, she's real nice. I, I I was sad when she left, just not because you know anything like that. I'm just you know 
She was actually really fun to talk to. Really nice girl. There was a foul mouth official that went viral this weekend during an yes, FCS game. They're going to the locker room for halftime, and he forgets that he left his stadium microphone on, and he uses two F words and another S word, and the whole stadium heard it loud and clear on the speakers. I wonder if he got punished for that. Well, he's an official, so no. Definitely not. Top seven, five to one Ole Miss leading over Texas. Final thoughts with you next.
the Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching for C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah. Super Talk Mississippi. Craig and Jackson reminds us that he brought up the whole Ron Polk doing color commentary thing to us on Friday, and that was the first either you or I heard about it. Yeah. Is That's that right. like the full-time deal here? I don't know. I mean, I'll let you know uh, after the, after this weekend, I guess. Like, I, I, I have didn't they make Jim Polk do some of these games game. by himself? Oh, he's done games by himself for years. It's crazy. Years. I mean, that takes a lot of patience and... Jim, very uh, until John Cohen recently decided to get up in there. Jay Powell did it for a little while with him, but Jim did the game solo for decades. That takes a lot. Yeah, could you imagine trying to do that for football? No, you can't. It can't it's not possible. You, especially if your your average play by play announcer is somebody who is skilled at announcing. You need somebody who has skilled at playing football to sort of help you break those things down. Greg says Polk is just filling in for Jay. Okay. Well, Jay's good too, though. Like we were saying Friday, we just, we have good broadcasting around here. Any other thoughts you have from this weekend? So Mississippi state gets a win in basketball. Uh, The women's team, I guess they lost again. They're still projected to be in the tournament though, right? Uh, if they are, it's very, very close. I, I, right now, I don't think they're going to make the tournament, which is an inc- – can you imagine saying that a year ago? I, no, I can't. No shot. But right now, I mean, they just – they aren't playing with any kind of urgency, any kind of fire. They, you know, they're, uh, as my, my cousin likes to say, their give, their give a crap meter is sort of broken. They're not putting on a lot of effort. So I won't be surprised if they don't find I, – I won't be surprised if they don't win again this season. And they just don't go to the tournament. Uh, Chatney for Ole Miss is uh, he, he came up limping. He hit a double and um, looks like a classic hamstring pull. So that's something to, to keep an eye on. Um, he's he's waving off. So Ole Miss brought in 
or was looking at bringing in a sub, and he's trying to wave them off. So he came up limping, running into second, and it looks like uh, he's trying to stick around. That's interesting, because he came up and he was doing the the classic where he took a step and you felt it, and he just kind of hobbled into second base. Uh, pacing around right now, that is, uh, that's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, for Ole Miss, is, uh, their second baseman, uh, who's had a really good day today, three hits, all of them doubles against Texas today, um, appearing to be uh, a little gimpy after that last one. He is going to come out of the game. Uh, Mike Bianco was uh, not having it. Not going to watch a guy hobble into second and then keep him in no, the game like this. No, no shot. Not, not game three of the season. No, I mean this is this is Omaha and you know national title on the line. Sure, gut it out. You know today you're up five one and you come out of the game. Uh, but back to what we were talking about. Just any other thoughts? So women's basketball just not playing with a whole lot of intent. I mean, how does this happen? If yeah. I find the answer to that, make a lot more money. I have no idea. I have no idea how this team. I, 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 I can. I'm comfortable saying I overestimated their talent, but I, this is not a team that should be even close to missing the tournament. You know, instead of being a top five or top ten team, they should just be a top twenty five team at worst. But they are not. They're not that right now. So, and I, I mean, I'll be. I don't know what this team's going to look like next year. I'll be totally honest with you. A lot of rumblings of a, a lot of transfers. Now, yet that obviously is a when you have a team struggling, you always hear that stuff. But I don't know. And, um, I mean, I, I saw somebody that works in TV say that uh, her seat's getting hot. I mean, there's no way that's reality, right? It is only her not, first Not year. this year. Yeah, not this year. Now, next year, if she misses the tournament back-to-back years after inheriting the program she got, that there might be some conversations then. But this year, no. They're not going to let her go after one year. It doesn't matter what happens here at the end. Any other thoughts, uh, basketball, baseball, as we uh, are set to wrap yeah, up with, the show here with, on a Monday? With basketball, just a uh, – I mean, I think State has some winnable games left on the schedule. They play South Carolina on Wednesday. That's to finish the year with Texas A&M. So they have some opportunities to, you know, just to finish a little bit above what they were actually predicted to, to, to get this year. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Richard's right. I mean, they're just playing to look ahead to next season. They should bring everybody back. They do need to hit the transfer portal up. To, they need a – Experienced point guard. That's what they. That's that's that should be number one. And honestly, that's been number one on the transfer list for like the last three years. While they're letting Nick Weatherspoon run the point, so they need they need some another ball handler in there with Molinar and, and Davon Smith. We'll see what happens with DJ Stewart. We will leave you with Ole Miss leading five to one. We'll talk about the remainder of this game tomorrow and recap the weekend that was a pretty special one. And so we'll talk about that tomorrow. And Richard will be back. So, uh, feel bad for you. For Richard Cross, he's calling baseball right now. And Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, thank you for making our show a part of your day. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow at 3. Good night. Mississippi Media Production.